Everybody, my name is Seth Weiner. I am your Rockshneer, and you're tuned into Coffee Connections Insights with innovators, always talking to the Atlanta area. Well, for now, maybe we'll expand. Who knows? Um, all right, it's been a month, and it's been quite a month. I haven't. I'm, I apologize. I know a lot of people were like, "Where's Coffee Connections?" Well, you know, we had to get some new beans and grind them and put them in the, you know, freezer so they stay fresh and. We're brewing some stuff up, but no, it's summer. I took July off and uh, did a lot of development, and I'm really excited about that time. Uh, June was an amazing month. July flew by, and we're in August? Like, what? The kids are back in school? But the kids starting school today, 75 degrees in Atlanta. What is going on? Anyway, I don't know. It's it's fantastic. Uh, folks, don't be worried about that. I know it's a lot to worry about COVID and Delta and all this stuff, but don't worry. Make a plan. And if you're not sure what kind of plan to do, you're going to go back into your nonprofit galas and you're planning, but you're just not sure what to do, contact me, your Rockshineer, www. Well, it's all www, but yourrockshineer.com. Uh, set up a free consultation. I'm happy to chat with you and give you some advice and share with you what other nonprofits are doing to protect themselves and their, and their supporter base. So when you do your event, you have a plan. Are you going to go hybrid? Are you going to do just a, a virtual? Or are you going to do in-person? What are some of the ways to be safe about in-person and dealing with all the stuff that's happening? Because it's time to get back together. And I mean, and I know I'm not alone. It feels so good to get back into those spaces. Uh, I've got my first live in-person event coming up at the end of the month. But I've been doing some different things, especially in the music world. Uh, big fan of the band Fish, who was just in town this weekend. It was so great to see so many people. But you know, I brought my mask with me. So do what you do, but make a plan and be ready to do what you need to do because you need the money. Your organization needs the money. And it's all about where that money is going to flow to. So if you've got a mission, you need to fund that mission. And it's time to make sure you're prepared to do it because you don't want to be pushing it aside again and wait until 2023. My God. Okay. Well, enough of that. Let's jump into Coffee Connections. Today, folks, we've got uh, we've got Dominique Kennedy. Now, she's a speech-language pathologist. Uh, we're taking a little bit of a, a shift and not actually talking to someone from a nonprofit, but rather someone who works with nonprofits. Uh, Dominique is the author of several published works. Uh, she is an experienced and certified speech-language pathologist, earned a bachelor's degree, uh, and a master's degree in communication sciences, uh, Florida State University alumni, I should mention. Uh, and she has an emphasis in the speech language pathology. Her experience across uh, settings include schools, hospitals, rehabilitation centers, and early intervention agencies. Through her private practice, she serves children and adults. She's a member of the American Speech Language Hearing Association and has held memberships with uh, special interest groups, uh, fluency and fluency disorders, and several, several 
more. Her, uh, she's got a big desire to empower individuals and families, and she's developed educational programs, professional development courses, and workshops, and she comes highly recommended. She lives right here in Metro Atlanta with her husband and their two daughters. Uh, and in case you're curious, no, she doesn't enjoy coffee. We'll get there. But she does enjoy <laughs> fine arts, music, and culture. So, ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Dominic to the show. Hello. Hi there, Seth. How are you? Well, I'm pretty good. Yourself? I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask another question then. Do you drink coffee? Okay. So I am very much a tea lover. I love spice teas. I love all kinds of exotic things in that area. I have not probably found the best brew um, to pique my interest. So perhaps, you know, some of your guests or yourself could just help me transition over into that arena <laughs> well okay but if you drink tea do you drink it in a coffee mug i do i drink oh it hey let's take a look at that mug <laughs> oh wow Did, now was that a gift what's the story behind that one it was a gift um so my family and i uh, we participated in um a organization um bible study fellowship actually and mm -hmm. um, it was a group for moms and their young children and just um a, a faith-based organization. And so one of the participants there, one of the leaders, she actually makes mugs. Like she has a whole mm. setup where she creates these really beautiful uh, works through um, her mugs and I'm sure other uh, fine arts, that kind of thing. So this is actually a gift and I've kept it and enjoyed it since. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go ahead and hand the mic over to you and the screen. Can you uh, tell everyone a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and uh, anything else you want to share? Sure, uh, you shared such a lovely bio, um, a part of the introduction there, but I am a speech language pathologist. Um, I've been in practice for quite some time, particularly and most recently in private practice. I love uh, supporting children and families. Um, I feel really passionately about making sure that um, I raise awareness in the area of communication. Um, I have a particular mission with regard to making sure I help uh, people communicate. Uh, one of the things that I do promote um, is how to create this environment that really reinforces, um, you know, reinforces the, the positive impact that words have on the human spirit, on certain interactions. And I really make sure that that shows up in the organizations that I partner with and the clients and families that I get to serve. All right. Um, hang on a second. Let me get back there. Boom. There we go. So you mentioned the power of words. Talk a little bit more about that. What do you mean by that? Absolutely. So um, I really feel very strongly about communication. Obviously, I'm a speech language pathologist. I'm an author. So words are just one of those things that just are completely a part of everything that I do. One thing that I found in working with different organizations, serving clients and families, this essence of communication being the cornerstone of strong relationships, every relationship that we build, every relationship that we have, whether it's professional or personal, has some level of communication involved. Um, I work with individuals who um, are verbal communicators and those who are nonverbal, but it still is centered around this essence and art of communication. So um, the power of words and how we use them and being intentional and in how we share those, those words uh, really speaks to like the value that we add. Um, and that's something that I really enjoy uh, partnering with organizations, nonprofits, different agencies, and making sure that message is promoted effectively. Okay, and then you, you're helping people communicate. Can you dive a little bit more into uh, what that means and how you how you are able to help? 
Sure, absolutely. So typically when you think about speech language pathology, you may think of a hospital or a clinic or private practice or even a school. So uh, something that I found to be really meaningful is to be able to serve in different capacities. I work in a number of different settings. Um, I feel really passionately about making sure that um, people feel really empowered through their communication, being able to show up as an effective communicator. Um, I feel really uh, strongly about when I'm working with a nonprofit, I'm working with individuals that represent a nonprofit, um, that I'm able to help to further support where they are from a confidence standpoint, helping them to both um, increase their impact and also broaden their influence. I really, um, that's what my focus is in that arena. And you partner with these nonprofits. Um, what exactly are you doing with them? And, and do they come to you or do you go to them? Certainly. So I serve on um, a board for um, one nonprofit in particular, and then I serve in like a support capacity in other ways. So oftentimes people um, will either, you know, word of mouth or referral, um, having different relationships because I'm very relationship driven, uh, whether it be through my children's school or just organizations that I support in the community. That's typically how that relationship is established. So um, being that, uh, again, I am a communication science professional, being able to make sure that when we're thinking about how that organization is positioning themselves and how they're meeting the need of their clients and reaching that community, uh, I certainly make sure I help to serve in the capacity of how the message is communicated, making certain that um, they're reaching out to their culturally and linguistically diverse communities, I also serve in an advocacy and ally position when it comes to uh, the community of people who stutter. So being able to just really bring to the forefront this awareness piece and um, allyship. Now, is there a story maybe you could share about, and you don't have to mention the person's name, but um, how you've been able to help someone and the joy that that's brought, not just to you, but to their family? Absolutely. There's so many stories. In fact, um, You've mentioned the publications. In my first publication, I do have a number of different stories that are shared, um, a number of different arenas as it relates to uh, the lived experiences and stories of individuals in the community of people who stutter. Um, I would say one story that stands out the most, I would say an overall uh, perspective is that, you know, because communication is a way for us to connect, it's a way for us to relate to one another. When that particular, uh, when that particular way of connecting is disrupted, may, maybe there's some kind of misfiring, that can really serve to disrupt that overall way in which a family or an individual is able to connect with their loved one or interact in a particular way. So um, being able to help a family restore different ways of communicating, find new ways to navigate their communication, even for families, parents and children, uh, being able to help to foster ways of um, reinforcing communication in a way that helps to make that routine easier or helps to uh, better facilitate how that flow, the flow of the day operates. Um, it's so many different arenas, so many different pieces that really contribute to how a family, how an individual, how loved ones are able to uh, best interact with one another in their relationships and communication is really at the center of that so i mean is there a level of therapy there because i think about like maybe someone with tourette's or you mentioned stuttering where uh, a parent might get frustrated or a teacher could get very frustrated and then spend more energy in the frustration 
then learning how to communicate to avoid the frustration. How do you, how do you process that? Absolutely. So I try to make sure and working with different organizations, working with different uh, family groups, different communities, we first establish a way in which we relate. What is your most um, dire need? What particular area are you finding the communication breakdown to show up in the most? And once we're able to kind of get some background information, really find out from a cultural perspective, a, a relational perspective, what matters most, then being able to come up with a plan. We have to be guided by a treatment plan or guided by a plan of um, care. So once we're able to develop that, we, we put some different strategies in place and different interventions that are really uh, working to help facilitate more effective communication, helping to facilitate um, and increase the frequency in which communication can occur. So there's definitely some very scientific uh, based uh, strategies, but even in that, um, I would say because uh, the way in which confidence shows up and intentionality shows up in the way that I approach therapy, that is something that we definitely uh, work to navigate and incorporate and embed into that treatment process. And, and you mentioned a little bit about your books. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about what books you have? And, um, and they're all available on Amazon, aren't they? Absolutely. Every one of the publications um, happens to be available on Amazon. One of the goals uh, for the publications was to make sure that we both increase awareness, um, increase knowledge as to different features and aspects of communication. So the first publication happens to be um, entitled Stuttering, It's What You Think, because I work very closely with the stuttering community both to help raise awareness and funnel funds to um, advocacy groups. Um, that particular publication was developed specifically for parents, for professionals, for those who want to learn more about stuttering, who want to understand or better understand the lived experiences of a person who stutters, uh, that particular resource is available. Then I wanted to make sure that I continue to develop products and resources that help to just really, again, increase that opportunity for uh, communicational opportunities, increase that awareness in different areas. Uh, so continued in that path with um, another publication, which is entitled Reconciliation Through Conversation. You know, we talk about, um, you talked about taking some time off for July and just working on some development. I'm sure in that time, there were a number of conversations that either happened or maybe different things that were raised Sometimes we don't really know how to approach a conversation. We don't often know, you know, what questions may help to better facilitate a conversation, especially if you're in a place where you're just confronting some differences. So that particular publication uh, serves to really be like a playbook. How can I approach the conversation? How can I better, better facilitate opportunities to exchange and engage in this relationship? So it has uh, several different um, chapters that look at different relationship types mm -hmm. and also gives opportunities to strategize, look inward, and also be able to express different things and facilitate the conversation in that regard. Um, now, have you ever read the book uh, Crucial Conversations? I don't believe that is one that I remember reading. It may be something hmm. I have been exposed to. And so it talks, it's, it's similar to what you were saying. And it kind of was the, and that, that whole process though, of how you approach a conversation, someone, someone gets, sends you an email with, you know, that's very, um, 
presses all your buttons, right? Like, how do you respond? How can you look at that email? How do you look at that text message and find what matters in it that needs to be responded to and how to approach it so that you don't, you, you don't uh, uh, upset the person that wrote it by not acknowledging mm-hmm. all those things, but you don't have to acknowledge those things because of that email, really what needs to be acknowledged is this one piece and how to figure that out and like working with communication that way. And I, I find it really fascinating when people do case studies on that sort of stuff because mm-hmm. you learn so much. And when you, when you think about your conversations and how you show up and I don't know, just a, it, like you said, going back to the beginning, the power of words, you can say yeah. things, I'm I'm a big talker. Go figure. I'm an auctioneer, right? Um, but often um, I talk too much, and I realize that. But um, but with the idea of crucial conversations and what you're talking about, to really use the right words, figure out what message is really needing to be dealt with, and 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 then you you get more out of it, uh, and you build a better relationship with people that way. Absolutely, you've really highlighted some very key features, Seth. Uh, particularly in the arena of that email. One way I approach that is to first look and decide what specific reasons, um, why was I triggered? Was it based on a previous interaction? Was it based on an experience that I've had previously? Was it you know, rooted in something that I really need to personally examine? And then decide um, what are the intentions of that person in reaching out to me in this email can I fully assess what they intend to have me do or what their intention was in reaching out to me? And then make a decision, deciding how do I intend to respond and what way would add value to that person? And what way can we help to uh, best fortify um, qualities that would help us to move forward in a positive way? So really examining yourself first, examining the intentions of that whole exchange mm-hmm. and how you can Best respond again, really thinking about the value that's added through words. Yeah, and then if you and and look at who's emailing you. I mean that that person's going through a lot of stress. They're going through a divorce. Whatever's going on. So often we, if we're in the relationship with that person, a business relationship, sometimes they might lean on us to vent, and we're feeling like it's like we did something wrong, but really. They're just looking, maybe they're looking to pick a fight and they know that we're easy to pick a fight with. And and they don't even realize that. They're just looking to put that out there. So it's like, okay, I don't have to take this part, right. but I do need to respond to the, you know, this and, um, well, not respond to the whole thing, but respond to whatever, you know, that, and, and working with clients, it's, it's that way often, you know, like someone, especially in the auction world. I mean, I'm dealing with say a development director has got a board of directors they're dealing with and they're trying to get this and that. And, you know, they're getting pressure and they're not getting answers. And then they're coming back to me and it's, you know, it's like, well, we can only do so much, but what do, what do you got to work with? All right. You know, so we can, we can coach people, but we, uh, but you also have to, you got to think about who that person is communicating with us and who, what, what pressures they have and not take it personally. It's a, it's a very hard thing to do because we, I mean, who ever it's so easy to say, don't take it personally, but like, how do you not take it personally? <laughs> right. That is tricky. And like you said, I mean, you have an intended goal as an auctioneer and you have um, you know, different stakeholders. Each person has their invested interests, but making sure that even from the perspective of a nonprofit, how messages are being communicated, how your team is interacting with those who are being served and, you know, how to best make certain that um, everything that is most meaningful is represented well through the interactions and through the communication. So Mm -hmm. that's a key feature. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure you tell all your clients uh, uh, or everyone, don't respond right away to that email. Let like, (laughs) let, you know, like, 
that text message, like I had a, I had a, uh, an, account, um, an exchange with my co-host from my other podcast today. Mm-hmm. It's a music podcast called Inside Out with Turner and Seth. Anyway, so my other co-host, he sent me a text. I'm like, why are you coming at me so negative? He's like, I'm not coming negative. I'm like, well, it just, you know, like this is how I'm reading it. And this, when you right. text me like this, this and, and so it was one of those things where we had to get like past, like, I'm not saying you're negative. Like, let's, you know, pull that aside. I'm just trying to tell you when I, when you text me this way, this is how I, this is how I interpret it. So, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because on the sender side, it's like, well, why are you interpreting that I'm negative? Stop going <laughs> defaulting to negative. Right. And it's so, but who's, who's to say, you know, like is, is the person texting need to say, well, I'm texting Dominique and Dominique's going to take it this way. So let me, you know, or is Dominique got to say, well, Seth is texting me this way. And, you know, so it's a very, like, I don't know. It, it's very strange. <laughs> it can be. And it, it goes back to, like you said, the perception and um, thinking deeply about the nature of the relationship and asking yourself um, what particular things should I know more about either in this interaction or more about myself so that I can receive this in a positive way. I can receive it in a way where they truly are just seeking information or truly are trying to add value in some way. So there's a lot of self-examination that happens, even just in you know, different relationships and different exchanges, both again, professionally and personally. Thank yeah. you for bringing it up. That's a really good example. <laughs> my Next pleasure. can be tricky. They can be tricky. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, all relationships are, but um, folks, I do recommend you go to dominiquekennedy.com. That's uh, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E k-e-n-n-e-d-y.com uh, for her website. And there's links to her social media there, of course. So please definitely visit and, um, Dominique, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Maybe we forgot anything coming up that you want to share? Sure. I definitely want to uh, make sure I highlight some of the nonprofits that I support. Um, One being uh, SimLink. It's a science, engineering, and mathematics organization uh, working with the K-12 community. So I'm on the board there and um, highly support that organization. Want to make sure they continue to have funds uh, funneled there and volunteer supporting those efforts. Uh, Another organization, again, I mentioned the National Stuttering Association, an amazing community of people, um, lots of support there. And uh, something that I feel really uh, passionately about and really proud of um, is a podcast I was able to release in speaking with different people from the community of people who stutter and sharing their stories and lived experiences and just talking about just how that intersects in our different relationships. And lastly, uh, which is uh, dear person, I wanted to mention uh, Mrs. Uh, Ivory uh, Cloud. Uh, she has an organization, Dreams of Lois, and uh, they're doing wonderful things in the community. Another organization that we highly recommend support be funneled to, and I'm happy to support their efforts as well. Awesome. And folks, if you haven't listened to the interview with Ivory, uh, it was just a couple back. So uh, go to coffeeconnections.live to check that out. Before I let you go, I've got a couple more questions. Uh, do you do any work with Toastmasters? You know, I have not done any direct work with Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. That's actually come up quite a bit um, <laughs> in different presentations that I do or different um, speaking engagements or workshops that I share. I've been told that I, I guess, demonstrate some of the techniques that are discussed, but I would, I've heard wonderful things about Toastmasters. So I would definitely encourage those who are interested uh, to certainly seek that information out. All right. And then um, if you, just share briefly, I'm just curious, what got you into this field? And, and uh, was there a trigger of something or is it just that you got interested? 
Good question, Seth. You mentioned Florida State University. Absolutely. So I um, actually, I entered Florida State University with the intentions of going into journalism and public relations. Well, uh, being undergrad and just kind of navigating and finding my way, I happened to find myself one particular day um, at the uh, campus bus stop. So I decided I was going to strike up a conversation with someone. That particular person happened to be a person who stutters, happened to be in the field that I graduated from, um, in the communication sciences and disorders field. So he told me about the profession, told me about uh, things that drew, drew him to that particular area. I was really intrigued. It really piqued my interest. Um, I decided to uh, reach out to the campus clinic uh, director and decided to volunteer there and uh, just really some observations. And once I was fully immersed in it, I said, you know what, this is what I want to do. So it's what I've been doing ever since. And I'm really proud of the work. I'm really excited about the field. That's awesome. I was very curious about that. Uh, all right. Last thing before I let you go, uh, I always offer my guests uh, or I always ask my guests to recommend uh, another nonprofit uh, innovator here in Atlanta to be a guest on the show. And is there anyone that you'd like to recommend? Absolutely. So uh, again, I serve on the board for um, the Sim Link Inc. organization, uh, Science Engineering Mathematics Link Incorporated. Uh, Takiwa Smith is the founder and executive director for that organization that's been exist in existence for many years. Uh, she would definitely be someone I would love for people to um, get connected with and get information on and really hear about the wonderful work that's being done there. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate the introduction there on an email after the year. Uh, but it was a pleasure talking with you. Um, and I wish you all the best. And again, folks, I'm not going to let you leave without reminding you to go to DominiqueKennedy.com. Uh, and uh, we will be back on Thursday. You're coming back? Yeah, Thursday. We're doing uh, the Horizons at Holy Innocence uh, School. Um, and then we've got Zoo Atlanta coming up. We've got Jacob Deedon. We've got a big announcement with Jacob Deedon. I'm excited to share that with you. You're like, who's Jacob Deedon? He is Sweet Deet. But be beyond that, folks, he uh, has a, a, a band company. Yes, bands. I'm going to bring in someone that's going to be able to spice up your event. So we're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, thanks so much, Dominique. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is Coffee Connections. We'll be back with you on Thursday. Have a great day.